You're about to listen to Spouse Hunting, the podcast that dares to ask the question, can I use the rules of real estate to find the love of my life? And then has the audacity to answer, yes, yes you can. I'm your host, Brian Belafonte, licensed Oregon real estate broker. This is episode two. Some people think that a date is like a job interview, but it occurs to me that it can also be like an audition. Maybe that's because I used to work in Hollywood as a director. Regardless, if dating is like an audition, maybe it would help to get some perspective from an actor. So I invited my friend Kyle Bahan to come talk to me. You might not recognize Kyle from the TV show Grimm, where he played John Oblinger of Vesson, specifically an ice beaver. He had all sorts of makeup on and stuff, but take my word for it, he's extremely good-looking. Hi, Kyle. Hi, Brian. So, Kyle, where are we finding you today? Uh, You're finding me in uh, Portland, Oregon on a beautiful day. Fantastic. So, I have some questions for you with regard to your profession as an actor and with regard to dating. But let's start with the acting. Tell me how you got started. I was in a women's studies class at the University of Oregon. In that class, there were 50 women and four young, intelligent, inquisitive, and terrified young men. I was one of those young men. We were terrified because it was a fantastic women's studies class that addressed a lot of really tough topics with regard to women and the history of women and the treatment of women. Uh, for the past few hundred years and into the present. And uh, we were often the object of some frustration. I tell you this because through this experience, we bonded. And for our final project, we were told we could do whatever we wanted to, uh, to present the class material. We four boys decided to do a three act play based upon the material of the class. We put up this three-act play. It was received very well. It was a fantastic experience. And at the end, a beautiful woman in the front row looked at me and said, Hey, Kyle. I don't think she'd looked at me or said one word to me before this. Hey, Kyle, are you in the theater department? And I said, uh, no. (laughs) She said, you should be. And I said, uh, okay. And uh, I, I uh, started to take theater classes and ended up with a theater arts minor from the University of Oregon. And that's how it all started. That is fantastic. Are you still in touch with her? I am not. I cannot. I remember her face as clear as day, but I, I couldn't remember her name. Um, that may have been the first and last time we ever spoke to each other. Not that I wouldn't like to speak to her again, but I, I, I have no idea what her name is or what happened to her. So whoever you are, if you happen to be listening to this podcast, please reach out. You can get to Kyle through me at spousehunting.net. So tell me, Kyle, from your professional perspective, is dating like auditioning? Absolutely. And if you'd like me to elaborate, I can. I, I was hoping you would. Um the people in casting, if there is a producer or director in the room, they want to see who that actor really is. Uh, 
and they don't want you to be nervous. They really want you to be relaxed. Those people are really pulling for you to be the right one to solve their problem, to be the fit they're looking for for that specific role. So they want you to be relaxed and present the essence of of who you are, not an idea of who you think they might want you to be, not the idea of who you think this character might be, but yourself, and make the and make the words of the character your own, and as genuine, authentic as possible. That is absolutely fantastic. I can see the application to dating perfectly. Oh, it, go, it goes hand in hand. I guess there's a little pun there intended. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Does that make it easier or harder? When it comes to being nervous going in, I mean, you want to be relaxed, but there's a lot of pressure on you to be relaxed. There is. That's part of the training. And just like so many, so many goals in life, it's the goal. And perfection is the goal. And attaining perfection is an impossibility. But to strive for it is a beautiful process. So there are rituals and techniques I go through to make sure I am present and not nervous. And I'd be lying if I said that I was never not nervous. In fact, a little bit of nerves are great. And we reframe that as excitement. Oh, okay. Um, So it's, it's, it's a little bit of healthy nerves, which we term or reframe as excitement is a great thing. Just like on a date, you wouldn't want someone to be completely blasé about your presence. You want to have some excitement, but uncomfortable, awkward nervousness, that's a turnoff for a potential date. And I'm not going to say it's a turnoff for those casting people, but it's hard to see who you are if you have some really uncomfortable, awkward nervousness that's really masking who you really are. Uh Uh-huh. You mentioned rituals and practices that you you do. Would you mind sharing a couple of those? I don't mind at all. Um, some of the rituals I go through include, it's all about being relaxed and present. Um, so I do do breathing exercises, meditation. And meditation, my definition of meditation is very broad. If I am going to a casting studio... I might get there early and take a walk and and just be present in, if I'm lucky to, to be in nature, be present in nature, breathe, focus on what I want from this audition, which is to connect to the material and really make these words my own and to communicate. So that's, that's some brief rituals I go through. I might also go through some uh, some... It's not as important, but it's important to warm up the instrument. In this case, it's usually the body and the voice. Um, if it's a big audition that I might be nervous for, I might go for a run or go to the gym beforehand to try to burn off some of that excess uh, nervousness or adrenaline. I like that. So, you know, I, in my dating experience, not that I have a lot of acting experience, a lot of the things that you've said relate to some of the things that I've tried to do, and I, I just wanted to point them out just in case they're helpful to somebody listening. You said you'd like to get there early and take a walk. 
I like to do that when it's a date, when it's a job interview, when it's a meeting, all that stuff, because it's awkward and uncomfortable to come in late. If I'm there early, I don't need to be sitting there looking like I'm waiting for somebody. I just want to have time to relax, get to know my setting, feel comfortable in my place. And then when the other person shows up or when I'm called in to go to the meeting or the interview, I actually don't feel rushed. I've had time to acclimatize. And it sounds like you're saying the same thing. Definitely. Um, if, if, we're, if we're running behind in schedule, we're much more likely to be nervous, anxious, and getting off on the wrong foot, whether that's an audition or a date. Uh-huh. And when we think of, I think, most great leaders, um, we think of them as fairly relaxed when they're going about their decisions, uh, when they're going about their day not rushing around like a maniac or second guessing their choices or shaking with nerves. I don't think that brings us great comfort when we see that in a leader. I think that's an excellent point. Another thing that I wanted to pick up on is that you said you'd like to have the time to connect to the material that you're presenting. And as an actor, that obviously that means the role, the script, you know, the circumstance, the scene in a date. I think the analog for me anyway is, Oftentimes, if it's, say, a bumble date or something, I will go over the person's profile and any communication we've had. Because if we've talked about, you know, hey, maybe we'll go check out this pizza place, and she says, I don't eat lactose, it it just refreshes my memory of the conversations we've had, and I feel more prepared walking in. So I think that's a pretty good analogy. I think it's brilliant, Brian. Uh, What you're doing there is you're doing some character research. Oftentimes, if I am playing a role, I need to do some research on that character that I am going to be embodying. Hopefully, as human beings, and I don't think it's most often, there are those rare exceptions. It it can be difficult to know one's own self, but you're already ahead of the game as an actor going on a date if you know who you are as a human being. And then as a character, if you know who that character is, and then to your point, who are you interacting with? That's really important. If you have a scene together in that casting room, who am I talking to? Why am I talking to them? How do I feel about them? What do I want from them in this situation? So you've talked about this, but I'm going to ask this question specifically, and maybe you can go into some more detail. But I'm curious about how you approach acting. I know there are many schools of thought. do you abide by a particular like school of thought? I do. I approach the work with love in my heart, curiosity, a desire to connect to the material, to connect to myself and the person or persons with whom I will be acting so that it is, it's authentic and real it's not pretend. It's not lying. It's good actors will make it real. And people watching will feel like they're voyeurs, you know, watching a a scene unfold in front of them. Um, Not I'm watching someone act right now. If they feel like they're watching someone act right now, you're probably not going to get that role. I like that. So if you had to distill it down to one thing that almost anybody could do to improve their chances of success, what would you say? Relax. I like it. That's nice. 
Okay, big question. What is your definition of love? It's a trick question. I hate to bring the Greeks into this, but the Greeks had many words because there are many different types of love. If we're talking about romantic love, which I believe we are, it all starts with loving yourself. It all begins from within. And from there, love is a vibration of feeling. It's important to accept one's self first so that you can completely accept someone else for whoever they are. We're all beautiful, perfect, flawed, imperfect beings. So accepting them for all of their goodnesses and imperfections and, and, and truly having a connection at a soul level, whether or not we have souls. I know that's a bigger topic in a bigger conversation, but it's it's challenging to describe, and I wouldn't disagree with anyone that had a different definition, but it is that indescribable higher vibration that flows in between two people and magnifies itself when both are in love um, and feeling nothing but kindness and respect for each other. I like that. That's beautiful. So, Kyle, do you own a home? I do own a home. Tell me about it. Uh, Craftsman Bungalow, I believe built in 1911 in southeast Portland. And I've been uh, putting a lot of work into it over the last 18 months. How long have you lived there? About 13 years. Oh, wow. Okay. There's still more to do. There's always more to do. It's, uh, it's part of the, it's, it's a beautiful thing. That's it. Some people are irritated by it, but if one is fortunate enough to own a home, you get to do work on it. Not you have to, you get to. That's nice. I like your perspective on that. And I don't know if you've read this, but I, I do think that there's something, you know, there's a parallel between a home and a relationship and same thing in a relationship. There's always stuff to do. And you get to do it. I, I, I couldn't have said it better myself, Brian. <laughs> so are you in a relationship right now? Do you have a partner? I am. I do have a partner. Tell me. Uh, she's a, a wonderful woman. I will, I will keep her identity uh, secreted, but uh, it's, oh, it's wait a relationship. Wait are you dating my girlfriend? I, I, I don't know. Do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you been in this relationship? Uh, just over a year. Nice. And it's, it's been the most fulfilling and challenging relationship in my life. And luckily, I'm in a position where oftentimes, not all the time, oftentimes I can meet those challenges. And the beautiful thing that comes about out is there's a lot that we can't learn our, about ourselves unless we're in a relationship. Mm. There's only so much we can learn because I've sequestered myself and purposefully not been in relationships for periods of time in my life to do that work on myself. And then there comes a point uh, to grow. I, I think we're all here 
whatever our relationships look like together to to grow and help others grow. And in the process, they help us grow as human beings, as soul creatures. That is beautiful. And the and those challenges, those challenges aren't always comfortable. Sometimes they're delightful and sometimes they're uncomfortable. And oftentimes the greatest growth comes from those uncomfortable challenges. And uh, I certainly am not perfect. It's taken me years to rise to meet those challenges and grow from them in relationships in years gone by. Uh, though I wasn't up to those challenges and I crumbled and the relationships did as well. Uh, I think that's to me anyway, that's a, that's a, that's what comes with maturity is the, you actually recognize that the relationship is worth the discomfort. And so you'll go through the discomfort to keep the relationship. And I I don't know how much it has to do with age. Age does play a part, but there, there are some, there are some people that at 18, um, have more figured out than I have now. I don't know how, I don't know why I used to worry about it. I don't care anymore. Uh That's their path. I have my path. If we were all the same, we'd be bored. Um, and that includes different, different, uh, levels of maturity at different levels in life. Yeah. Do you have any, anything you'd like to add, bring up, advice you might want to give to people who are listening? That one word answer I gave is Mm. so important. Relax. Um, No matter what's going on in the world. And that's not to be apathetic, but it is to relax. Uh, Because the more relaxed we are, the more connected we are to ourselves and the more authentically we can be connected to others. And when we're authentically connected to others, we can communicate and we can be understood and we can understand those people, which is the basis for any relationship. And I think a lot of frustration, anger, hatred comes about when we don't feel like we're being heard or understood. And when others don't feel like they're being uh, heard and understood and just relaxing, I think letting go of the ego, being unattached to the result, being present. I'm giving you, I'm giving you more of an answer than I wanted, but it all ties in together. (laughs) Just, you know, just like your dog, the dog is present. Oftentimes the dog's relaxed. It's why, it's why some people can so easily give unconditional love to their pet and they may struggle with relationships with anyone else, including themselves. But that dog or cat, if anything happened to it, it might be the end of their world or feel like it. Because mm-hmm. that, that animal is present and authentic and in its way understands and communicates, listens without wow. judgment. So let's all strive to be more dog-like in our relationships. Or, or cat, or parrot, or parakeet, or pamster, whatever your pet of choice. Is. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to pick dog because I have Milo, the best puppy ever. I'm a dog fan myself. I just don't want to uh, exclude the other pets. <laughs> yeah, people can be sensitive to that. 
Well, thank you, Kyle. It is, as always, such a pleasure to talk to you. Ah, I appreciate the opportunity to communicate, Brian. It's always good to catch up with you. I can't wait till this uh, lockdown or whatever it is is over. We can go out and actually spend some time in each other's presence. That would be nice. It would be very nice. Kyle Vahan is... I don't want to say. Yes, I am going to say. Kyle Vahan is my favorite actor. And I am so glad that he actually agreed to uh, come on to this podcast. Thank you, Kyle. Brian, you're my favorite realtor. (laughs) You would think I was setting up for that. That wasn't. I totally wasn't. Thank you, Kyle. I'll talk to you again soon. Excellent. Be well. Bye.